Hello and welcome everyone to Westside Christian Church. Today, John Wade is bringing the teaching to you. So grab a Bible and join us as we study God's Word together. do or we think too lowly of Mary. We either think like the Roman Catholics do and literally venerate her as queen and seat her on a throne and give her a golden crown and a halo, or we think very little of her. Both are incorrect. Both are wrong. The veneration of Mary is incorrect because she does not deserve veneration. She does not deserve worship. She is not a goddess. She is not a queen. We should not pray to her. We should not hail her. We should not go before her in prayer. That's heresy. That's idolatry. That is absolutely making too much of Mary, who was just a human being. We need to be so very careful about this because our friends, the Roman Catholics, they reflect this heresy often of speaking of Mary as the mother of God. Mary is not the mother of God. She did not give life to God. God gave life to her. Jesus has eternally existed, and by him all things were created, according to Colossians 1, verse 16. That means Mary, too. She didn't birth God She gave birth to the physical incarnation of Jesus, God the Son, the second divine person of the one true, eternal, and triune God. But to say that she is the mother of God is at best confusing, and at worst, when understood, it is heresy. But the opposite is true with Protestantism, often. We make too little of Mary. We disrespect her. We belittle and ignore her sometimes. And that's an inappropriate attitude as well. Not because it's heresy, but because it's disrespectful. That's Jesus' mom, y'all. You don't go talking bad about people's moms. Especially not Jesus' mom. And I always wondered, right or wrong, though I may be, if this attitude wasn't reflected in one of our Christmas songs, Mary, did you know? The song, as as, um, we like to sing it, asks the question, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? And the song asks, Mary, did you really understand that Jesus was and is God? And I think that's such a silly question, really, because I truly think Mary understands more about Jesus than most of us ever will. I know she understands more about Jesus than I do. She knew that she was blessed. She was humbled by what happened in her life. That she had been chosen of all women from all of time. Did she know? Of course she knew. But don't take my word for it. Let's take a look at the text. If you have a Bible, open up to Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. It says this, And in the same region... 
there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away, uh, away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Mary's just given birth, even though she's a virgin, just as the angel said it would be. And while Mary and Joseph are trying to figure out how to turn this stable into a decent room for them and the baby, in walk these shepherds. Kind of a rude little entrance. Can you imagine what's going through poor Mary's head? Oh, great. More people. And they smell. That's cool. Let's just add it to the rest of the sheep stink that's in here already. Poor Joseph. Oh, great. There's no room in the inn. And now we're going to be sharing this little stable with shepherds, too. This is not exactly shaping up to how the baby book said it would be. But the shepherds aren't there to find shelter. And the shepherds are there because they receive a divine message to come and find this baby. The shepherds proceed to tell Mary and Joseph what happened to them. They share the story in all of its details. And how they are just minding their own business out in the fields when an angel appears to them, scares them all to death. And frightened as they were, they heard and understood the message. But it wasn't just announced by one. Suddenly, an army of angels appears to finish delivering the news. Do you guys understand heavenly host? That doesn't mean a little angelic choir floating around with wings. It's an army! An army of angels shows up to sing God's praises and to finish the delivery of this message. When they heard this news, they had to go and see. The fear that they had initially turned to wonder and joy and curiosity. They just had to come and find this baby, this Savior. And that's how they got here. And everyone would listen to the story that they told. And they would tell it to anybody who would pause to take a moment to listen. And all the while, Mary is listening to the telling of these stories from these shepherds. 
And she's wondering and she's pondering and she's thinking. And I think Mary was not only very devout but extremely intelligent because of what we see in this verse and elsewhere. That she treasured all these things up in her heart. That she ponders them in her heart. The heart isn't how we think of the heart. We think of the heart in Western culture as kind of the seat of our emotions. But the heart really in um, this part of the world, in these cultures, was more than just your emotional center of being. It was your total center of being. It was the wellspring out of which your thoughts and your emotions came. And she treasured all these things up in her heart. She's thinking about these things. She's trying to understand and comprehend the fullness of what all these things mean. Mary, did you know? Yes, she knew better than we do. She knew what the angel told her. She knew what the shepherds told her. She certainly knew that it was miraculous that she had a baby. And while she may not have fully understood the exact details of what was coming and what Jesus' life would fully mean for all, I think she began putting the pieces together. I think she's, she's smart enough, intelligent enough that she starts piecing things together to get the bigger picture of what's going on, especially when we see what happens eight days later. Eight days later, they're in the temple. Joseph and Mary, Jesus, something happens. Let's take a look. Luke chapter 2, verse 21 through 35. says this, And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem, to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who, is, who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this, was, this uh, man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Simeon, who 
has had no previous connection with Mary or Joseph or Jesus, has been told by the Holy Spirit that he will see the Messiah before he dies. Isn't that kind of a cool thing? Like Simeon has such a close relationship with God that the Holy Spirit speaks to him and says, you're not going to die yet. I know you're old, you're ready to come home. Mm -mm, I'm not done with you yet. I want you to see what I've got in store. I want you to see what you've been waiting for. The Messiah. You're going to hold him in your hands. You're going to lift him up and praise the Father for him. Can you imagine how cool a moment that would be for him? And that's exactly what happens. When he sees Jesus, he knows exactly who this is. That this is the Savior. This child is the Messiah. This is divine. Guys, he probably did like dozens of these a day. Children brought in, like, all right, let's bless this child. All right, let's bless this child. He probably did lots of these. Okay? But when he sees Jesus, he knows. This is the Messiah. And Simeon says, now I can die in peace. God has kept his word and he has shown me his salvation. And as Simeon is prophesying, Mary and Joseph are listening like, wow, that's one special kid. Especially Mary. See, because Simeon is revealing both good news and hard news. He says, this is the Messiah, the one we've been waiting for, God's salvation for us. But he will be opposed, even killed, because of what he says, because of who he is. And then he says something most ominous to Mary. He says, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. And we kind of don't get that in the immediate reading, but when we understand the full story, we get it. Mary, your heart's going to break when you see what they're going to have to do to him. When you see what the Father's plan is for Jesus, your heart's going to break. You're going to watch as they maim him and as they murder him, and you're going to weep. Mary, did you know? How could she not? And Simeon is absolutely correct. One day, Mary would be watching. And it would seem like one day she's watching as he's little and playing outside. And the next day she'd be watching as he taught and healed people. And the next, she would be watching as the priests hated him and plotted against him. And the next, she would be watching as he was murdered on the cross. And watch she did. John chapter 19, verse 25 through 27, shows us she was there. But standing by the cross, standing by the cross of Jesus, were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby. He said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her 
to his own home. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new and that this child that you delivered will soon deliver you? Oh, yes. She knew. And she believed with all her heart that the child that she delivered was her Lord. That Jesus was the Messiah. God come into flesh to dwell with us and to die for us as the sacrifice for our sins. She knew better she understood better than I ever will the fullness of Jesus' humanity and divinity. She knew her Lord, her intercessor, her great high priest, her creator, her king. She knew who Jesus is. Our sacrifice, our savior, our atonement, our righteousness, our perfection. She knew what so many of our time fail to recognize, though the evidence is freely available to them. Jesus is God. And I think Mary would be oh so disgusted with those who have turned her into an idol and prayed to her. I think she would be furious with all those who venerate and adore her because she knew that Jesus was the one deserving of veneration. Jesus was the one worthy of adoration. Jesus is the one worthy of worship and glory and honor and praise forever and ever. Amen. She knew. She watched as her Savior died. Such a powerful moment that John records. The other disciples have all scattered like roaches when the light turns on. But John's there. And there are the women. The women who loved Jesus, who enabled him, who worked greatly in his ministry watching heartbroken as he dies. And Mary, Jesus' mom, is watching. And Jesus says these powerful words. He says, Mom, that's your son. And John, take care of my mom. Mary, did you know? The real question this morning is not, did Mary know? But do you know who Jesus is? Mary knew. John knew. But do you know who Jesus is? And I don't mean just some mental acknowledgement of what the Bible says. I don't mean some historical consent about his existence, like, yeah, I believe he existed. I mean, do you really know who he is? 
Do you know Jesus? But even more than that, do you believe as Mary believed that he is in fact God? Guys, I can't stress to you enough what a powerful testimony that is to Jesus truly being God come into flesh. Our mothers know us best. They know the good things that we do. They know the bad things that we do. If anybody knew if Jesus was really truly God, it would be Mary. She knew. She trusted him. And the question is, do you know who he is? Do you trust that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do? Jesus himself declares in Mark chapter 1 verse 15, repent and believe in the gospel, the good news. The story of Jesus is good news to you and to me that God loves us enough not to leave us in our sins, but to provide rescue from our sins. And today the call is to believe and to repent. Today, if you're a Christian, the call is to rejoice, to worship our God and our King, to give him glory for all that he has done. But if you have never believed in Jesus, today is the call to repent and believe. We're going to have a time of invitation. And today, if you are ready to make that declaration, I believe that Jesus is the Christ. I trust him. And this is the time. can't think of a better time of year to trust in Jesus than at Christmas time. A time where we remember that God has a plan to save us. Not because he must, not because he is compelled, because he is compassionate, because he is love, because his kindness and gentleness, mercy are infinitely more than yours or mine. If you are ready to trust this God, won't you come forward as we stand and sing? Thanks for joining us for the message today. If you would like more information about this and other teachings, or you'd just like to know more about Jesus, visit our website at wccjb.org or come visit us at 1405 Persimmon Ridge Road in Jonesboro, Tennessee. Check our website and Facebook page for service times. We hope you join us again and that we'll see you soon.